Got it. All right. So we got it. All right. You're the host. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sabbath Bible Study. Um, this is going to be a new thing that we're starting out to educate people about the word of God. And we want to have this meeting every Sabbath. You know, I would like to call this the bread of life because we're all getting bread. We're all eating on the word of God so we can get that eternal life. I got my brother, TJ, Trent. Um, he is going to be our teacher today and he's bringing us a lesson in regards to the history of Halloween. Um, he's going to talk about, you know, what the Lord talks about worshiping other gods and then also what the history books talk about how this day came about. Came about. So let's go ahead and tune in. And I pray everybody get understanding. If you're a sister watching this, please cover your head. You know, um, if you're wondering why we ask you to cover your head, please tune into 1 Corinthians 11 verses 4 through 8. That'll give you education on why we need your head covering when we're reading and praying in regards to the word of God. Fellas, let's uncover our head, you know, and you can read that same scripture as well as in regards to why we need your head uncovered. I pray this is edifying to everybody. And I pray you guys all get fed with this word. The floor is yours, TJ. All right. With that being said, thank you for that amazing introduction, my lovely sister. As you already know, um, I'm the host's younger brother, TJ Trent. But, you know, you can see my my, my other alias up over here. Um, Maverick is who I go by on the Internet. For those that know me on the Internet, I figured that'd be an easy way for you guys to, you know, remember me by if some of you happen to follow me on TikTok or Instagram. That's what my name is on there or my friend on Facebook. That's what my name is on there. I'm still the same person. Okay. Still the same person. I am also the host of the, um, of this spiritual conversation show called another level of consciousness that is live on anchor, Google podcasts and Spotify. Um, I'll probably throw a link in the chat. Once we get done having our session, I like to call these sessions because you know, Hey, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm a little younger than 30, but we're still learning together because as children of God, we all got to grow and trust in the word together. I am not above you. I am not your master. Jesus is our master. Okay. I am your brother and I am your friend in the faith. And what friends do is help other friends lift up and not tear them down. All right. And part of tearing, part of uh, holding our friends up is to let people know about the truth, regardless if it hurts, regardless if it may burn a bridge or two, regardless if it may strike a nerve. Because a true friend, especially in this walk, will tell you the truth about something, regardless of what it is. Even when it comes down to, you know, informing you about what you should do and what you shouldn't do for the Lord. All right. Mm -hmm. um, to begin this, I want everybody to uh, go ahead and turn their Bibles to uh, John chapter eight real quick. I promise not to hold you all forever. I'm warning you. I'm a bit of a blabbermouth, but y'all can bear <laughs> with me. I'm a bit of a blabbermouth. Well, it's edifying, so it's okay, right? Mm -hmm. Never can it, say too much. And it is by my suggestion, you know what I'm saying, that you know, if you have trouble with these scriptures, you know what I'm saying, to go ahead, grab a pen, grab some paper, take them down, or you know, if you're using a computer a computer and you have a Google Doc, type them down. 
you know what I'm saying, print them out. So that way you can study them at your leisure. <laughs> so that way you can see for yourself. But over here, I presume you get a Bible physically and follow along as well. We're going to turn to John chapter eight. We're going to start reading at verses 31 through 32. What does it say about the truth, my sister? Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed? Yes, we are his disciples if we choose to continue in his word. Remember, in another place, he says that, you know, you only you can only be my disciple if you forsake everything else and follow me. Right. But that's another uh, session we can have. Go ahead. At verse 32. And you should know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It's as clear and as simple as that. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Have anybody a problem with freedom here? I know I don't. Do right. you? I definitely don't have a problem or you with truth, because if you, you got a problem with truth. You ain't going to be free. Right. If you want freedom, be prepared to accept truth, no matter how harsh it is. And over here on this side of the world, we don't like to sugarcoat anything when it comes to these scriptures. No translation will ever be uncovered. All right. Yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, go to the next place. Let's go to Isaiah chapter eight real quick. Now, I got to warn you, there's some people that will profess the name of the Lord, and there's some people that won't profess the name of the Lord that will try to come to you, you know what I'm saying, claiming that they are speaking the truth. But you got to be aware of what truth is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This scripture and you got to have discernment. Yes, ma'am. And this scripture will be clear to teach you about what's truth. We're going to start off uh, Isaiah chapter 8 and uh, verse 19. And when they shall say unto you, seek unto them that have familiar spirits and unto wizards that peep and that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead? Whoa. They shall say unto you, seek unto them that have familiar spirits and unto wizards that peep. So hmm. these people obviously aren't representatives of God. But they claim to be wiser than most, right? But are they wise in terms of knowing the truth? Let's right. see what verse 20 has to say about that. To the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. There is no light in those that don't speak this truth out of the law and the testimony, which is these books right here. This book right here. There is no light in you. There is no truth in you if you are not speaking out of the volumes of this book. And they say familiar spirits and wizards, right? I can't find anywhere where it says it's okay to cast a spell over here. Right. I can't find anywhere in this book where it says it's okay to use uh, astrology to determine your life. Right. That That's what I definitely was going to bring up about the astrology because, you know, that's a big thing out here, bro. Everybody's dealing with that. You know, did I ever tell you that I went into uh, I went inside the mall one day, and I smelled burning sage. Uh, zoom right past me, and before you know it, at the before I went into the shop I was going into, I looked behind me, and there was a whole entire sage crystal shop and witchcraft shop full of Ouija boards and incense. That's how bad it's getting, and our generation is falling for it by the pick of the litter. Mm -hmm. Parrot cards, all of that. 
but, but they worry. got this new spirituality thing that mm-hmm. you know they feel like this is connected to the lord when it's not it's not these are the familiar spirits but we're getting ahead of ourselves we're going yeah. to see what the lord has to say further about familiar spirits but first I want to worry about another topic that's very controversial. I want to talk about judgment because, you know, with truth, I think judgment kind of goes hand in hand because once you know the truth, you'll be able to judge. You know what I'm saying? No, they say don't judge, though. A lot of people run around here and say you can't judge. Yeah, they they say judge because they want to use judge, judge not let she be judged. But there is a way Jesus permits us how to judge in the same breath. Let's go to John 7 and 24 real quick. Just one verse. Just okay. one verse. John 7, verse 24. Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Judge righteous judgment. Judge not according to the appearance. That's what he was talking about by judge not unless you be judged. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Just, just because somebody looks rugged or, you know what I'm saying, looks ill-fated, doesn't mean that it's okay to open your mouth and condemn them to hell, does it? But if you're going to judge, judge, judge people by how they act rather than what they look like. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Judge people by the truth that we what we just talked about. Judge people by what's written in the law, the testimony, because Jesus is the one and true, only righteous judge. Amen. Amen. And how else are we going to have righteous judgment if we aren't depending on the word? Right. How? I mean, what is the ground? What is the, you know, the foreground of what we're supposed to judge off of, you know? Exactly. What's the foundation? Yeah, the foundation. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. What's the the foundation foundation of it all? Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ is the cornerstone of it, of all Mm -hmm. this. You know what I'm saying? And what he taught was truth, regardless if people hated him or not. You have to have that kind of mind when you're dealing with this truth because the truth is going to ruffle some feathers and i say this not to discourage anybody i'm just preparing you for what's uh coming or is already here but yeah. i want to touch on another subject before we get deep into directly dealing with the idolatry let's go ahead and go to john chapter four real quick just a couple uh chapters over just a couple of chapters over real quick all right you know what I'm let's go ahead and get to the meat of the idolatry you know what i'm saying because a lot of people nowadays they they don't they fall into things dealing with things with little to no understanding of what they're doing they're just doing it because like we said with the whole uh astrology thing you know it's just a fun little trend it's just something mm-hmm. to pass the time but y'all don't know how grave and serious that stuff is right right let's go read john verse of uh, john 4 and verse 22 John 4, verse 22. Ye worship, ye not what, excuse me, let me start that over. Read that over. Ye worship, ye know not what. Ye know not what what you worship, meaning you don't really know what you're doing when Mm -hmm. you're setting up pumpkins on October 31st. You don't really know what you're doing when you're out there having a Halloween party. And especially if you're getting mad drunk over there, you really don't know what you're doing there. (laughs) Right, right. You really don't know what you're doing. You really don't know what you're doing when you're giving these innocent children candy. <laughs> you really don't know. Yeah. But go ahead. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. We know what we're doing once we understand what truth is, what knowledge is, and how to judge righteously according to the words of this book. 
we know what God we worship because he's written in all the annals of this book. You feel me? You see, the problem here is that people are often held in a places that are unaware because they've been deceived so long on what something is. But don't worry, we're going to uncover all the stones. Let's skip down to verse 24. How are we supposed to worship the Lord truly, my sister? Verse 24, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. Like what mm -hmm. we just talked about. We said the truth is going to make us free, right? We're mm -hmm. doing this of our own freedom. And we must use truth to worship God. Otherwise, we're worshiping him for nothing, for vain. Yeah. Remember, in uh, shoot, and I didn't put this in here, but you could read this on your own. And uh. Isaiah 29 and in Matthew 15, Jesus says that, um, you know, they profess that they love me with their lips and honor me with their tongue, but their heart is far from me. Yeah. And why is their heart far from them? Because they're what they've been taught, their fear towards the Lord. They've been taught in the name of the Lord lies because their fear towards the Lord is taught by the precepts and traditions of men. Right. And yep. today we're going to expose one of those traditions of men. Because you got plenty of these holy people, holy churches that still want to celebrate Halloween, but don't call it Halloween. They'll call it Praise Day. Yeah. They'll call they it. From both they'll, they'll, they'll tell you, don't wear no ghoulish costumes or none of that. You still partaking. You still giving right. these kids candy, right? Right. I'm getting ahead of myself. But don't trust me because I didn't write this book. We going to let... We're going to call the Lord Jesus to the witness stand. We're going to call the Lord to the witness stand. Let's go to Deuteronomy 13 real quick. Let's see what he has to say. Let's see what the Lord God of Israel has to say about, uh, about dealing with familiar spirits and false idols. Let's just investigate that because I can tell you out of my own mouth so many times, but if I ain't using this Bible to back me, it means almost nothing. Yeah. Yeah, dude. All right. So All right. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 13. 13. We're going to read uh, verses one through eight for the sake of those that, you know, took my precautionary advisement of taking notes. Um, we're going to read verses one through eight. Go ahead and read verse one. If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and give it thee a sign or a wonder and the if sign or the wonder come to pass whereof he spake unto thee saying, let us go after other gods which thou has not known and let's serve them. And that's how they get you. They might not say, let's go directly and serve another God. You know what I'm saying? But they're giving you all these traditions that have to do with serving these gods. They might not say it directly, but they're still enticing you to go against the God that created you. You feel me? Mm -hmm. There, If there arise you a prophet or a dreamer or a dream that give you a sign or a wonder, and he's telling you, or she is telling you, let's go serve these other guys, or let's do these traditions that are of these other guys. Go ahead to verse three. What did the Lord say about that? Thou should not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God proveth you to know whether ye love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Jesus said the first and great commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, right? And in order to do that, 
you know, you got to do what he said in John 14 and 15, which is to love him and keep his commandments, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. man should not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. So God here is saying that we're not supposed to listen to any of those people that are trying to steer us away from the God that created us. We're not supposed right. to listen to those people that tell, tell us to, you know, uh, go ahead and wear that costume. We're not supposed to listen to those people that want to tell us it's okay to uh, eat pork. All you got to do is pray over it. We're not supposed to listen to those people. Right. Right. You need to research on your own and find out what it's about instead of being exactly. a follower. And man, by, and you, by you not having careful judgment, righteous judgment at that, you leave yourself open to be deceived. But yeah. what does the Lord have in store for us? Go ahead and verse, read verse four. Ye shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. Ye shall serve him and cleave unto him. Remember, I told you that in other places that it reads that the people were deceived because their fear toward him was taught by the precept of man, right? If you're in these scriptures good enough, you'll learn how to properly fear him and keep his commandments without relying on other people that are quote unquote scholarly, priestly, holy those people are just putting on a mask to deceive you okay right. if they if it ain't the book don't give it a look that's the motto <laughs> period if it verse ain't the five. book don't give it a look anyways go ahead and ver- uh, read verse five <laughs> and that prophet or that dreamer dream should be put to death because he has spoken to turn you away from the lord your god which brought you out of the land of egypt redeemed you out the house of bondage to thrust thee out of the way which the Lord thy God commanded thee to walk in. So should thou put the evil away from the midst of thee. So even if, you know, we ha- we don't got our own country, we can't like literally murder the guy. I'm not saying that. But if he does not, if that prophet continues in his ways of trying to deceive you, he's definitely going to meet death. Rather it be in yeah. this life or the life to come eternal damnation that is because the lord the lord your god don't mess around with none of this nonsense with lying on his name and trying to deceive people into walking after other guys which we never knew right he's not messing around with that that's his biggest issue with his creation but you know that's another uh topic we could talk about let's go to six if thy brother the son of thy mother or thy son or thy daughter or the wife of thy bosom or thy friend, which is as thy own soul entice thee secretly saying, let us go and serve other gods which thou has not known thou nor thy fathers, namely of the gods of the people which are around about you, nigh unto thee or far off from thee from one end of the earth even unto the other end of the earth. So even your family members will try to get you cut off from the Lord, won't they? Mm -hmm. And they always are around during this time of year. Hey, we having a Halloween party this Saturday. You want to come? You you should be telling them no. Not not, never. Not on a Saturday, especially because we keep the Sabbath that day. Right. And even round about you. You know what I'm saying? Other other people, other faiths might try to throw their God in your face. You know what I'm saying? Even misusing the name of Jesus to get you cut off. Right. Well, God's not going to punish you if you just, you know, 
wear this Halloween costume. God's not going to punish you for uh, eating a turkey on uh, Thursday, on the last Thursday of November. God's not going to punish you for having a Christmas tree on his son's birthday when it isn't. Right. Right. Don't even be, I wouldn't even go to like a lot of people who go out to the nightlife and they have these Halloween celebrations. I wouldn't even be out in the streets during this time. Hey, the devils come out to play at night. And you know, the idle mind is the devil's playground that they say, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The streets are not safe. If you don't believe me, check what happened to the city two years ago. But anyways, what are we supposed to do concerning our family members that try to get us enticed and all these other prophets? Go to verse eight. Thou should not consent unto him, nor hearken unto him. Neither should thy eye pity him. Neither should thou spire. Neither should thou conceal him. So we're not supposed to even um, pay what they're saying any mind because the Lord taught you what's right to do and what's wrong to do. Once you know that, once you've been awakened, you got a choice to make. Don't either you listen and you suffer the same fate as the person that deceived you. Or you choose not to hearken unto him and do what he says, and you have a chance to possibly live forever, even ever, ever. But you, we said something about commandments in verse four, right? Well, let's go directly to the commandments. Let's go ahead and go to Exodus 20, y'all. Let's go to Exodus 20. Shoot. Shoot, I almost know these uh, first couple of verses like gold. <laughs> right? I'm telling you. Shoot. Shoot, having to read them every Sabbath. These is my embedded in my memory forever since I was a youth. <laughs> <laughs> well, a much younger youth. I'm still a youth. <laughs> <laughs> Can't hold on to that for too much longer. Nah, I'm I'm enjoying I'm gonna enjoy the heck of it while it's here though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Exodus 20 and verse We're gonna one. Read verses one through six. Right, and God speak all these things. And God spake all these words saying, Wait, who spoke these words? God. Who spoke these words? God. It should say Moses, right? No, it says God. Then why are they calling this uh the Mosaic law then? Something to think about, right? If if Moses got it from God, whose laws is it? It's is it's God's laws. There you go. Now let's see what God put into law. Go ahead and read verse two. I'm the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Introducing himself as the Lord your God. Go ahead. Thou should not have no other gods before me. We cannot have no other gods before him. Meaning he has to be number one on our priority list at all times. We cannot have no other gods or material possessions in our, in, held in high regard above him. How do we, How do we avoid that? Let's go ahead and read verse four. Thou should not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. That is in the water under the earth, not even in heaven above or in the earth beneath. So why are people uh, continuously wearing crosses? You know what I'm saying? Why are people even, I've seen this done before on Halloween. Why are they hanging out in the graveyards? Right. You know what I'm saying? Graven images. Knock, knock, knock. There should be a bell going off in your brain right now. Put two, right. two together. 
We're not supposed to make a graven image of anything or any likeness of anything. You know what I'm saying? Don't serve that owl that Drake serves. You feel me? Right. Do not serve that. Um, do not serve that uh that picture of the Pope of Rome or his picture of Caesar Borgia, which they like to promote as Jesus, but it ain't Jesus. Right. You know what I'm saying? Do not serve that uh do not serve the pantheon of the Greek gods. All right. Because some people are into that too. Let's go ahead and read verse five. Thou should not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, I'm a jealous God, visiting mm. the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. So he has generational hate of those <laughs> that choose to continuously serve these idols. Mm -hmm. He has generational hate for those because that's going against the commandments that he spoke here. We just read two of them. We're not supposed to bow down to them nor are mm -hmm. we supposed to serve them you know what that means ain't no more uh putting no pre presence under the tree on december 25th no more right ain't no more going to our dead relatives graves and putting flowers and candy and necklaces on that no more right mm -hmm. ain't no more kissing urns no more right no i'm saying ain't none of that no more once you understand you know do better go ahead read verse six and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. And how many people are in the world right now? What's the world population? About 40 billion, somewhere around there? Mm -hmm. Somewhere in the billions, right? And he says it's going to be only just thousands, not 10,000, just thousands that's going to receive his mercy. If you don't believe me, read in Matthew 7 where Jesus says that. All right, we go. So where was I? Oh, yeah. So it says show mercy unto thousands that love him and keep his commandments. Mm -hmm. In Matthew 7, it says to enter at the straight gate because straight is the gate and narrows the way that leads to eternal life. And a few there are going to be that find it. And those yeah. thousands that he talks about over here is those same ones that are on that straight and narrow path. Because wide right. is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there's going to be many people that go in there at. And we just say the third and fourth generation uh, hates the Lord. Imagine right. whole generations of people. That's got to be more than thousands. That's got to be more. Than we thousands. say you love. Only way you show him you love him if you keep his commandments. So it's a lot of people that's not keeping the commandments, and you know that hate the Lord because they want to have their fun and do Halloween and do these days. Right. So they hate the Lord. Why can't we? You know. Right. It's all about what you're willing to sacrifice for him. Because he mm -hmm. sacrificed a lot for you to continue to live. But, you know, that's another story we can uh, refer to at another time. All right. Anyways, let's keep the ball on. Let's go to Leviticus 19. All right. Let's go to Leviticus 19. That's just a couple books over. Yeah. All right. Leviticus 19. Uh, We're going to read just four. 26 and 31. All right. Turn ye not unto idols, nor make yourself molten gods. I am the Lord your God. Turn ye not unto idols, nor make unto yourselves molten gods. We, we covered this. The Lord is saying it again because he can't continue to stress this issue with his creation any further. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and read verse 26. 
Ye shall not eat anything with blood. Neither shall ye use enchantment nor observe times. Neither shall ye observe enchantments or mm. observe times. Observe times, that's code wording for astrology. Yeah. That's code wording. Because what do they look at? The stars. Because the stars are an indicator of time. And yeah. all of these astrologers, they come out. They come out for Halloween. And as far as enchantments, it's, it's, uh, it's defined as a state of being under a spell, magic. Mm. A lot of this, regardless if you say it's good magic or bad magic, all magic is bad. Right. All magic is evil. It doesn't matter if you're like the Twitches or if you're like the Wicked Witch of the, of the West. It's still evil. Right, exactly. We're not supposed to be messing with no magic. Okay. No, Let's get down to verse 31. Regard not them that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. I am the Lord, your God. So we're not supposed to deal with anybody that has familiar spirits or wizards or warlocks or uh, witches, which are female wizards. We're not supposed to deal with none of them. Which, uh, what uh, kind of person gets promoted every Halloween? Like, what's part of their marketing? Witches, mm -hmm. black cats, demons, ghouls, other familiar Ghost. spirits like fortune tellers. Because mm -hmm. isn't in every movie that you watch, the fortune teller is always the creepiest individual that the main character runs across? Yep. Look at look at look at Ease Bayou and look at uh Journey Smollett's character. Wasn't that wasn't that familiar spirit fortune teller always so ugly and grumpy towards her? Yep, that's true. That's true. Come on, y'all. Let's and let's just keep it a stack. Full of witchcraft. Full of let's witchcraft. just keep it a stack. Mm -hmm. Anyways, uh, we're gonna go ahead and keep going. We're gonna go All ahead right. and keep going. Let's go ahead and uh Let's go. Uh, let's see what the Lord has in store for those that choose to uh, to, you know, repent of these things. Let's go ahead and read uh, the book of Ezekiel, chapter 14, real quick. If I take too long, blame my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> mouth that God blessed me with. Praise the Lord. Praise God. <laughs> All right, we're going to do Ezekiel 14. We're reading verses 2 through 8. Mm -hmm. Now, he's talking to his chosen people to teach the rest of the world Israel. But, you know, you could become spiritually Israelite as long as you do the things that Israelite is supposed to do. All right. So this message is for anybody. You know what I'm saying? And the Lord will clear this up, too. Uh, go ahead and start reading that verse 2. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying... Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their heart and put the stumbling block of their iniquity before their face. Should I be inquired of at all? So wait, wait, whoa, time out. So the Lord is telling Ezekiel that the, his own people is messing with idols. We just read in these last couple of scriptures that we're not supposed to be messing with no idols. Mm -hmm. So if you messing with these false idols, God is asking, why should they be entitled to ask questions of me? I'm not finna hear them. You know, in the Proverbs, it says, you know what I'm saying? Um, 
a sinner's prayer is an abomination, right? Yeah. You know, I'm not, he don't hear the prayer of sinners. So if you're out here worshiping other gods, which is a sin, how do you expect God to hear you when times go bad? I mean, don't you hear from time to time people that aren't in the word of God be like some, oh, why God, why is this happening to me? Yeah. How about you answer to those idols that you worship? Or how about this? Or when they say this, I've tried to pray. I prayed to God over and over again and ain't nothing changed. But have you considered that you're worshiping other idols? Have you exactly. considered if you're even worshiping the true God? Sure. I'll even take it further than that. Do you even know how to pray? That part. Do you even know that how to pray? Do you even know how to get them to listen to you? Yeah. Do you even know how? Do you? Did you even know what you were doing was wrong? How you were doing it wrong? Do you even know that? That's the fundamental part. Knowing what you did wrong. Right. Anyways, what verse four say? Go ahead and read. Therefore, speak unto them and say unto them, thus said the Lord God, every man of the house of Israel that setteth up idols in his heart and putteth the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face and coming to the prophet, I, the Lord, will answer him that cometh according to the multitude of his idols. And he got an answer for you and it might not be an answer you'll like. Go ahead. That I may take the house of Israel in their own heart because they are all estranged from me through their idols. He's finna, he's finna take y'all down because y'all estranged yourselves to these idols that you didn't even know. Verse six, go ahead. Therefore say unto the house of Israel, thus say the Lord God, repent, turn yourselves from your idols, turn away from your faces from all your abominations. He's telling you to repent because he really has no wish to lay hands on you, but he has to if you continue to not you know, to continue to not listen to his words continue to mess with those false idols, continue to be a murderer, continue to be an adulterer, continue to be a coveter, whatever you do to break the law. He's telling you to repent now. So that way he don't got to put hands on you. Right. For Verse everyone seven. in the house of Israel or of the stranger that sojourneth in Israel. So it doesn't matter if you bear the same skin color as Jesus or not. If you bear the same skin color of the Israelites of time past or not, it doesn't matter. This this is for all the sons and daughters of Adam and Eve that are still living today. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which separate, which, soldier, excuse me, sorry, y'all. Uh, I'm going to start off for, at the top of seven. For everyone yeah, in the start house that of over. Israel or of the stranger that sojourneth Israel, which separated himself from me and setteth up his idols in his heart and put it the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face and cometh to a prophet to inquire of him concerning me, I, the Lord, will answer him by myself. <laughs> and it might, and it might <laughs> just be an answer that they don't like because you choose to have, you know, not only physical idols, but, you know, you put other things, material things of this world that are above the most high God of Israel. You know what I'm saying? It don't even <laughs> gotta be a literal statue or something. It could be your car. Right. Be money. Come on now. Don't let me don't let me go into uh Hollywood satanic Illuminati exposed mode. Come on, y'all. Right. Not, this is not that lesson. So I'm gonna restrain myself. Go ahead. And I will set my face against that man and will make him a sign and a proverb, and I will cut him off from the midst of my people. And you should know what I am, the Lord. You see, look, he's making it very, very clear. That if you continue 
and you think you're going to get an answer out of me when you pray, I'm going to answer you by cutting you off because you refuse to put up, put down them idols that you had not only uh, in front of you, but in your mind too. You refuse to listen to what I had to say. You refuse to listen to what my prophets had to say in these books. Right. You refuse to listen. And because you choose not to listen, guess what? Because you had these idols put in your heart above me, the God that created you, I'm going to cut you off from me. Not only am I going to cut you off from me, I'm going to cut you off from among the people that serve me. Mm. Goodbye. And I and, and believe you and me, I don't want these problems here. That's why I'm here. <laughs> right. Let's go there. Let's go to Deuteronomy 8. And uh, this is going to be the last one. And then we're going to go to the power slide. Because, you know, we got a special little uh, presentation on the history of these holidays. Because we promote that you do research on everything you come across and determine by the scriptures if you should be dealing with it or not. And also determine if these are idols. If you feel like, if you don't feel like these aren't idols and you feel like it's okay, then just know that you are not worshiping the God of Israel, the God of the Bible that we are reading out of. There's no way you know him. There's no way. You, you got to ask yourself what, who's been blessing you and giving you these blessings because Satan can bless you too. So you need to really pay attention to what's going on because this thing is real. It's real. You said it, sis. You said it. All right, so uh, Deuteronomy 8 and what, 19? Yeah. And it shall be, oh, I'm sorry, what you say, bro? Deuteronomy uh, 8 and verse 19, go ahead. Okay, and it shall be, if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God and walk after other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that ye shall surely perish. So you shall surely perish, right? Perish is just a synonym for death. For those that, you know, might not know what perish means. I'm, a, I'm, I'm just hooking you up here. This is what he meant when he said in Ezekiel that I'm going to cut you off from among my people. If you continue to serve these false idols, if you're going to forget the God that created you, the Lord, your God, and walk after other gods and serve and worship them, which I told you not to do in my commandments. I'm going I'm going to have to kill you. Simple right. as that. I'm going to have to kill you, Either, e even if I don't get you in this life, but I'm probably going to. Even if he don't get you in this life, he's definitely going to get you in the life to come. Most definitely. And if you don't want these problems, I suggest you do what Ezekiel 14 told you and repent now. Repent yeah. now. Well, you still got the breath in you. Don't wait until you're on your deathbed because repent means change. So you can't be on your deathbed trying to tell the Lord you're sorry. And he's like, well, when, when am I going to see the change? You finna take your last breath. He you tell finna... me, seek me while I may be found. Period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so going to be my fact. That's going to be my facts. My facts sound effect. <laughs> Do the brother Isaac. Nah, he's his his is something way different. He has sit moments. Me, I have great facts. That's why it's, uh, I pull up the fatality. Dun, dun, dun. This is great <laughs> information. Okay, like we just read that you're gonna perish if you don't. Well, since uh for the people that don't know that what we know concerning Halloween, 
how about we just dive further? Let's go ahead and dive into the history of what Halloween is. We're going to go to the first article. Um, the Britannica.com definition of Halloween. Uh, right. All right. I want you to read the, go ahead and read the first paragraph. Okay. Halloween. Contraction of All Hallows Eve, a holiday observed on October 31st, the evening before All Saints Days or All Hallowees Day. The celebration marks the day before the Western Christian Feast of All Saints and ignites the season of All Hallowtide, which last three days concludes with All Souls Day. And much of Europe and much of North America, observance of Halloween is largely non-religious. Halloween is celebrated on Monday, October 31st, 2026. So, so, so they told us, so they're literally sitting here trying to tell us that it's completely non-religious. <laughs> but it's in a church. Exactly, but it's in the church. How is it not religious? How is it not religious if it's being put in the church where it shouldn't be there anyway to begin with, to be honest? But <laughs> sounds like somebody need to be talking to their pastor about what's going on now. Mm hmm. Because, 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 you know, somebody up here over there is lying to you. Mm hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, it doesn't say that this doesn't say keep this in the book. So, what, what is this doing in the church? Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, let's see what it really is. Because All Hallows with Eve, All Saints Day, uh, that's just a pretty little mask that this holiday wears. Well, how about we tear that mask off, Asis? Let's tear right. it off. Let's go ahead and tear it Second off. Second paragraph. Would you please? Halloween had its origins in the festival of Shami among the Celtics of ancient Britain and Ireland. Oh, the, the Celts. So, mm, they, the so the Celts are an ancient uh religious cult from Britain and Ireland, right? So mm -hmm. they are they are pretty much the precursor to what druids are. But I'm gonna let the rest of the information tell you. Go ahead. On the day corresponding to November 1st on contemporary calendars, the new year was believed to begin. That date was considered the beginning of the winter period. The date on which the herds were returned from the pastures and the lands in the ten years were renewed. During the Shaman Festival, the souls of those who had died were believed to return to visit their homes. And those who had died during the years were believed to journey to the other world. So during Samhain, they, 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 these guys believe that the dead is supposed to spring back to life for one night, huh? Mm. Ain't, ain't that dealing with some sort of wizardry or witchcraft right there? Because can't no man resurrect no dead. Right, right. Can't, well, not can't no man come out of the grave by itself. When you're dead, you're dead. You're dead. Go ahead, go ahead and continue. During Simon festivals, the souls of those who died were believed to return to visit their homes, and those who had died during the years were believed to journey to the other world. People set bonfires on hilltops for relighting their hearth. Uh, uh, excuse me, relighting their hearth fires for the winter and to frighten away evil spirits. And they sometimes wore masks and other disguises to avoid being recognized by the ghost thought to be present. <laughs> I can't believe what we are reading. I'm sorry to be laughing at this great matter, but they truly believe by acting and dressing like these evil spirits, they won't get them. If you read further in this book and if you obey the Lord, there's a there's an even more surefire way to protect yourself from evil spirits. Not having to deal with any of this nonsense. <laughs> This is me, a bunch of bull. 
if you're right. trying to wear masks and disguises to disguise yourself from these, you're no different than the evil spirits. Matter of fact, I'll argue that an evil spirit got in you. Right. It's if more it like it looks like a duck. You. It acts like a duck. What it is? A duck. A duck. Hello. <laughs> Whoever on, made man. this up is this. If it got Just... claws like a scorpion, and if it got a sting, a tail with a stinger at the end like a scorpion, and it got eight legs like a scorpion, what is it? It's a scorpion. And you know, it's crazy because it sounds like a bunch of confusion. And we know, you know, once you guys do get into this truth, you will learn that Satan is behind confusion because this is confusion to think that dressing like these wicked spirits is going to keep them away. Right. That's like, I might as well be a dang gun spider to see if that's going to keep the spiders away out my house. How does that make any sense? <sighs> that part. Uh, go ahead and continue to a second paragraph. Right. It was in those ways that being such as witches, goblins, fairies, demons came associated with the day. See, we not supposed to mess with no witches, fairies, demons. We not supposed to mess with none of those because those are classified in those familiar spirits that we just got reading out of Deuteronomy and such to not associate ourselves with. Mm -hmm. So what does that tell you about Halloween? We should, as followers of God, we're not supposed to uh, have no dealings with that, are we? Nope, we're not. Because God told us to stay away from this stuff. He sure did. He Continue. The period was also thought to be favorable for a div divination of matters such as marriage, health, and death. When the Romans conquered the Celts in the first century, they added their own festivals of Ferlia, com commemorating the passing of the dead, and of Pomona, the goddess of harvest going to so die. the romans threw one of their gods on there so even more idolatry gets thrown <laughs> on this day huh it just gets better and better and better doesn't it of course the whore that sits on all waters have her hands up in this hey, uh, that part <laughs> Anyways, but there's another holiday that's in uh the americas that gets uh promoted around this time and they try to pass it off that that it's not halloween but we're going to read it anyway. Go to the uh, second link uh, about Day of the Dead, a.k.a. Right. De los Muertos. A.k.a. if you're watching Coco, that's what they're basically promoting to our kids. Okay, so you want to be careful having your kids watching these programs because they are promoting these things unto our kids and teaching them wickedness. You're bringing it in your home. That black screen, that TV you turned on is inviting those spirits in your house. Okay. So you have to be careful with this thing. They're tricky. Remember, Satan is the trickster. That man got all the tricks, okay? If you think you can out-trick him, you ain't as slick as him, okay? Day of the day. Spanish. De, la, de los Mortes. Holiday in Mexico. Dia de los Muertos. Go ahead. Dia de los Muertos. I was trying to say like Coco, you know? They were saying <laughs> it all over through there. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Holiday in Mexico. Also observed to a lesser extent in other areas of Latin America and in the United States, honoring dead loved ones, making peace with the eventuality of death by treating it familiar without fear and dread. Familiar? Familiar? Familiar spirits? Mm. You can correlate that because, you know what I'm saying, you're trying to mess with the dead, you know what I'm saying? Um, in those shops, I told you all about Ouija boards, right? 
They're trying to contact the dead, right? You're messing with familiar spirits. You're not wrestling with those people. Come on, right. y'all. Right. On your own, I suggest y'all read First uh, Samuel. Uh, I think it was the 27th or 28th chapter where Saul went and visited that familiar spirit and the familiar spirit conjured up what he uh what Saul perceived was Samuel, but it wasn't Samuel. <laughs> that and you know that exhausted me because if y'all do read into that book, you find out he done went through and got all them people out except for one, one person that he just went back and found after the Lord sent him a wicked spirit upon him. Remember, you know the Lord is in control of everything. So hey, if he see you wicked, he gonna let you have at it. All right, uh, where was it? Okay. Uh, the holidays derived from rituals of the pre-Hispanic peoples of Mexico led by the goddess. Oh, this is a big one. Machachaluda? Miteca uh, Chatihuatu. Known as Lady of the Dead. So we got another god up in here. Mm -hmm. The celebration lasted a month after the a Spanish arrived in Mexico. A whole month. A whole entire month. So the, the whole entire month was spent in preparation of this false goddess. And we, and we just read, we know how God feels about us worshiping other gods. Mm -hmm. Keep it a stack. Continue. <clears throat> After the Spanish arrived in Mexico and began converting the native peoples to Roman Catholic, Catholicism, the holiday was moved to coincide with All Saints Day and All Souls Day, November 1st and 2nd, respectively. So mm. that's where they get that from. Here comes the Romans yet again trying yet to again. quote unquote Christianize oh, uh, an ancient old devilish custom. Romans got their hands all up in it. Anyways, uh, go ahead and read the second paragraph. Modern observers Excuse me. Modern observers vary from region to region in some rural areas. Families adorn grave sites with candles, marigolds, the favorite foods of the deceased relatives, and attempt to persuade the loved ones to return for a family reunion. In the urban areas, people take to the street for festive celebration and indulge in the consumption of food and alcohol. Some wear wooden skull masks known as calicas. Many families build altars called ofrendes in their homes and using photos and candles and flowers and food. The festivities are often characterized by black humor. Toys and food, including bread and candies are created in the shape of symbols of death, such as skulls and skeletons. Mm. See, look at that. They, they're making altars to the dead, wearing skull masks. What, what holiday wears masks? Halloween, right? And this is around the same time. Mm -mm. Let's put two and two together. And they're making a friend us. They said they're building altars. We're not supposed to be building altars to no other gods, y'all. Even yeah. to dead relatives. We have a history of that over here in the black community nowadays. Because what do you see on a tree stump as soon as somebody gets shot and killed? You got teddy bears, candy, balloons, hearts, candles, hearts. You got the little tea light candles. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we continuously continuously committing idolatry and the crazy part is i bet you a majority of them people don't even know what that is and the balloons up into the sky yeah balloon our dang on sky with them balloons knock it off right but anyways uh sis uh 
can you enable uh can you enable me to screen share? Yeah. Um, As we're finna get to the meat of what this holiday truly represents. Because we read a little host. bit about Sam Hayes. Okay, you're the host, TJ. All right, Should perfect. Do it. Okay, perfect. Uh we read a little bit about Sam Hayes. Let's see, uh let's see what um let's see a little bit more about Sam Hayes. Because we only read about um we only read about what it is verbatim when it came to Halloween. Let's see how how it does even more. All right. Go ahead and uh, read all about uh Sam Hain. Okay, that second that third article. Yep, the third article. Okay. All right. Oops. Let me adjust my camera here. Here we go. Should I start at rituals and ceremonies? Oh, okay. There we go. The fields are bare. The leaves have fallen from the trees and the skies are going gray and cold. It is the time of year when the earth has died and gone dormant. Every year on October 31st, the Sabbat, we call Samhain, presents us with the opportunity to once more celebrate the cycle of death and rebirth. For many pagan traditions, Samhain is a time to reconnect with our ancestors and honor those who have died. This is See, the time look at when that. the hell... Worship of the dead all over again. This is where the, the, they get it from over here. Mm -hmm. This is the time when the veil between our world and the spirit realm is thin. So it's perfect time of the year to make contact with the dead. Mm. Making contact with the dead. How are they making contact with the dead? Simple. <laughs> those offerings that they offer. Those altars. Ouija boards. I'm going to let the rest of the article tell you. Go to the second paragraph, please. Rituals and ceremonies. Depending on the year, depending on your individual spiritual path, there are many different ways you can celebrate Samhain. But typically the focus is on either honoring our ancestors or the cycle of death and rebirth. This is the time of the year when the gardens and fields are brown and dead. The nights are getting longer. There are chill in the air. Winter is looming. We may choose to honor our ancestors, celebrate those who have died, and even try to communicate with them. Here are a few rituals you may want to think about trying for Samhain. And remember, you really can't communicate with any of them, really, because they can't hear or see what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And remember, any of them can be adapted for either a solitary practitioner or a small group with just a little planning ahead. So they want, it sounds like, uh, you know what I'm saying, the people that originated this want everybody to participate regardless of where they're at, huh? Mm -hmm. Blind leading the blind. Go ahead. Read those bullet points. Start off by decorating your altar with symbols of Samhain season, representing symbols of death. Ooh. See, the we're not supposed season. to mess with those. Go ahead. The harvest season and the tools of divination. We not supposed to mess with div tools of divination. Go ahead. You may also want to incorporate some Samhain prayers into your rituals and perform a quiet Samhain ancestor meditation. See, prayers. Who do you pray to? False mm. gods and goddesses. Come on, y'all. It's as clear as day now. Should be. Clear as day. Plan your ritual festivities with ceremonies that celebrate. Celebrate the harvest in or honor the ancestors of your family and community. You can also perform 
God and goddesses rituals for Samhain or do a ritual that marks the cycle of life and death. Go ahead through uh, bullet point three, because I want to say something about this. If you have young pagans in your family, there's different ways you can celebrate Samhain with kids, include planning a family Samhain cemetery visit. See what I tell you. I see people on, on, on these on, on October 31st looming in these graveyards doing exactly this. Mm. And it's by design. It's on purpose. Scary. Anyway, we'll skip that. Yeah. Skip that last bullet point. Go ahead to the next. Uh, to the next uh section. Sam Hay magic. Sam Hay magic. That. Divination and spirit work for many pagans. Sam Hay is a time to do magic that focus on the spirit work. Learn how to properly conduct a seance. Seances. <laughs> We're not supposed to deal with no seances because seances are usually hosted by who? Fortune tellers. And fortune mm -hmm. tellers have what? Familiar spirits. Yes. How to do some Samhain divination workings and the way to figure out what a spirit guide is really up to? If you're thinking about holding a seance or a dumb supper, you would want to be sure to read about the different type of spirit guides and how to find yours. If you find yourself wondering about whether that spirit guide is something else entirely, You'll need to know how to get rid of unwanted entities. I'll tell you how to get rid of unwanted entities. Pick up these books and start reading them. And once you read them and understand them, and you find other groups of people that have that uh, have the understanding, probably further than you, they can teach you how to further understand the book. And once you further understand the book, you know how to get rid of those unwanted entities through prayer and sometimes through fasting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, skip to the next paragraph. Oh, okay. All right. Traditions and trends. Interested in learning. Oh, no, no, no. I want you to start with pagans have a view of death in the afterlife. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. Pagans have a view of death in the afterlife that is a little different than our non-pagan friends. In fact, divination with the spirit world is a popular magical activity around Samuel. You might want to try using a a scarring mirror and even a Ouija board. I told y'all about Ouija boards. I saw oh some in real life. We're not supposed to be hanging with none of this because all of this is tied into not only this holiday, but the following of those who observe times, those familiar mm -hmm. spirits, those wizards, those witches. All of this is tied into this holiday, man. And God save the kids. Because everybody says they're doing it for the kids. No, save them kids. Right. But enough of this one. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on to the next one. We don't we not finna read all of that, son. Right? We just got them that got the gist of it. Um, I have this screen shared. I don't have this link, but I want you to read um the jack-o'-lantern one. Uh, I'm about to okay. pull up here. I have this screen shared. Okay. Uh, let me scroll up. Ooh. Yeah, I know it looks it looks it looks scary, doesn't it? That's scary. Uh, all right. Go ahead and read the Irish origins of the jack o' lantern. Uh, go ahead and read that uh third paragraph down there. All right. A grumpy bastard of a blacksmith by the name of Stingy Jack invites the devil for a drink, but refuses to pay. 
He convinces the devil to shift shape into a coin to cover the chat. But when the devil obliges, Jack sticks the coin in his pocket. And much to the devil's coin dismay, there is a silver cross in that pocket, preventing him from returning to his original form. A deal is struck. Jack sets the devil free and returns. The devil agrees, A, to bar Jack from entering hell when he dies, and B, to leave Jack alone for a year. So the jack-o'-lantern, which is those uh, carved out pumpkin heads with the lights inside of them, this is the story of where that originates from. And as you can see, it's already starting off bad with having ties to the devil. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and read this next paragraph here. A quick aside, um, this seems like a bad deal. And it is a bad deal because guess what? A year later, the devil comes back to mess with Jack. Only Jack is ready for him. He convinces the devil to climb a tree so he might enjoy a delicious piece of fruit. Once the devil is up in the tree, Jack carves a cross in the trunk. And the devil can't come down. Another bad deal is struck. Although this one has the advantage of being slightly less bad. And the previous one. Jack frees the devil in exchange for 10 years of peace. This is asinine here. Because how can Jack trap a spirit being? How can he free, free the devil? How could he even Especially with a cross. With a death symbol. <laughs> with, a, with a cross, exactly. And we, and we not even supposed to deal with those either. Because those are false idols too. <laughs> it's a bunch of foolishness no nah, it's a lot of backwards thinking that's what I see because first we read about how the costumes and the masks and all of that is supposed to drive out evil spirits right now you're reading <laughs> about this man who's using a cross to uh, trap the devil huh we can't trap a spirit being that's we cannot. why would you even want to play with him right why would you even want to play with the devil go ahead and read that next paragraph Jack dies. Skip that uh, parentheses, though. Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, hold on one second. There we go. Um, Jack dies. The devil, true to his word, refuses to let Jack into hell. God, meanwhile, refuses to let Jack into heaven. So what is Jack's fate? To wander forever in eternal darkness, of course. But because the devil is not totally heartless, he tosses Jack a is. lump of burning coal from hell so he can have a bit of light. Jack carves out a turnip and sticks the coal inside creating a lantern hence jack of the lantern See, which is later shortened jack o'lantern so the the name of this and the uh the, originally was a turnip that he carved out this is this is how uh, this is where the jack o'lantern comes from like directly this story so because the devil wouldn't let him into hell even though he's already in hell because hell is a state of condition <laughs> and 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 the guy won't let him into heaven obviously he has to put this on whenever it's October 31st. He has to light this uh, with, a, with a candle. Now, I'm going to skip down ahead. I want you to, uh, all of this is irrelevant, really. Now that we know the story, let's go to see how it's, uh, let's go see how it's a little modernized. I'm going to go down. Let's see. Ah, here we go. The Celtic Connection. I want you to read um, this first paragraph here. In Celtic enclaves of Northern Europe, the carving of human faces into round fruits and vegetables has been going on for thousands of years. It is a tradition, according to our pal Manning of the Irish Immigration Museum, that's likely involved from the Celtic custom of head variation, wherein the severed heads of one's enemies was taken as war trophies. So they took 
So they took this story <laughs> and pretty much used it as a means of carving severed human heads as war trophies. That's basically what this is telling us. So not only does this celebrate witchcraft, this is celebrating murder. Mm, this is celebrating mm, necromancy too. You know what I'm saying? Because we're not supposed to mess with anything that's dead. Right. <sighs> but yeah, but yeah, you get you kind of get it. You kind of get it. Um the the lies about to end in a second or automatically. So uh I say I suggest we come down and come back up because we're getting into the nitty-gritty of it all. Yeah. I'm gonna and I talk wanted about- to add in a couple punch-ins once you do. Once, you know, my brother finished presenting the history of it. There is a couple punch-ins I want to talk about dealing with the dead, kind of what the books say about that. Because as the as we read these stories, it's just, you can see it's a bunch of folly and foolishness. And the Lord don't even deal with that. So I don't I don't understand how y'all can be so comfortable dealing with something that's full of foolishness. It's, it makes you laugh. It's, co- it's com- what is it, a comedian? Com- what's comical? Comical. <laughs> To me, it's it's just it's just flat out madness, dude. <laughs> flat out madness, flat out psychotic. Literally, you're schizophrenic. Got it. Right. So we got it. All right. You're the host. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sabbath Bible Study. Um, this is going to be a new thing that we're starting out to educate people about the word of God. And we want to have this meeting every Sabbath. You know, I would like to call this the bread of life because we're all getting bread. We're all eating on the word of God so we can get that eternal life. I got my brother, TJ, Trent. Um, He is going to be our teacher today and he's bringing us a lesson in regards to the history of Halloween. Um, He's going to talk about you know, what the Lord talks about worshiping other gods, and then also what the history books talk about how this day came about. Came about. So let's go ahead and tune in, and I pray everybody get understanding. If you're a sister watching this, please cover your head. You know, um, if you're wondering why we ask you to cover your head, please tune in to 1 Corinthians 11 verses 4 through 8. That'll give you education on why we need your head covering when we're reading and praying in regards to the word of God fellas let's uncover our head you know and you can read that same scripture as well as in regards to why we need your head uncover i pray this is edifying to everybody and i pray you guys all get fed with this word the floor is yours tj all right with that being said thank you for that amazing introduction my lovely sister as you already know um i'm the host younger brother tj trent but you know you can see my 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 other alias up over here um Maverick is who I go by on the internet. For those that know me on the internet, I figured that'd be an easy way for you guys to, you know, remember me by. If some of you happen to follow me on TikTok or Instagram, that's what my name is on there. Or my friend on Facebook, that's what my name is on there. I'm still the same person. Okay. Still the same person. I am also the host of the, um, of this spiritual conversation show called Another Level of Consciousness that is live on Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Um, I'll probably throw a link in the chat once we get done having our session. I like to call these sessions because, you know, hey, I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm a little younger than 30, but we're still learning together because 
as children of God, we all got to grow and trust in the word together. I am not above you. I am not your master. Jesus is our master. Okay. I am your brother and I am your friend in the faith. And what friends do is help other friends lift up and not tear them down. All right. And part of tearing, part of uh, holding our friends up is to let people know about the truth, regardless if it hurts, regardless if it may burn a bridge or two, regardless if it may strike a nerve. Because a true friend, especially in this walk, will tell you the truth about something, regardless of what it is. Even when it comes down to, you know, informing you about what you should do and what you shouldn't do for the Lord. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, to begin this, I want everybody to uh, go ahead and turn their Bibles to uh, John chapter eight real quick. I promise not to hold you all forever. I'm warning you. I'm a bit of a blabbermouth, but y'all can bear <laughs> with me. I'm a bit of a blabbermouth. Well, it's edifying, so it's mm-hmm. okay, right? Mm-hmm. Never can it- say too much. And it is by my suggestion, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, if you have trouble with these scriptures, you know what I'm saying, to go ahead, grab a pen, grab some paper, take them down. Or, you know, if you're using a computer a computer, and you have a Google Doc, type them down, you know what I'm saying, print them out. So that way you can study them at your leisure. <laughs> so that way you can see for yourself. But over here, I presume you get a Bible physically and follow along as well. We're going to turn to John chapter eight. We're going to start reading at verses 31 through 32. What does it say about the truth, my sister? Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed? Yes, we are his disciples if we choose to continue in his word. Remember, in another place, he says that, you know, you only you can only be my disciple if you forsake everything else and follow me, right? But that's another uh, session we can have. Go ahead at verse 32. And you should know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It's as clear and as simple as that. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Have anybody a problem with freedom here? I know I don't. Do you? I definitely don't have a problem or with truth. Because if you you got a problem with truth, you ain't going to be free. Right. If you want freedom, be prepared to accept truth, no matter how harsh it is. And over here on this side of the world, we don't like to sugarcoat anything when it comes to these scriptures. No translation will ever be uncovered. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, go to the next place. Let's go to Isaiah chapter eight real quick. Now, I got to warn you, there's some people that will profess the name of the Lord. And there's some people that won't profess the name of the Lord that will try to come to you. You know what I'm saying? Claiming that they are speaking the truth. But you got to be aware of what truth is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This scripture and you got to have discernment. Yes, ma'am. And this scripture will be clear to teach you about what's truth. We're going to start off uh, Isaiah chapter 8 and uh, verse 19. And when they shall say unto you, seek unto them that have familiar spirits and unto wizards that peep and that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead. Whoa, 
they shall say unto you, seek unto them that have familiar spirits and unto wizards that peep. So mm. these people obviously aren't representatives of God, but they claim to be wiser than most, right? But are they wise in terms of knowing the truth? Let's right. see what verse 20 has to say about that. To the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. There is no light in those that don't speak this truth out of the law and the testimony, which is these books right here. This book right here. There is no light in you. There is no truth in you if you are not speaking out of the volumes of this book. And they say familiar spirits and wizards, right? I can't find anywhere where it says it's okay to cast a spell over here. Right. I can't find anywhere in this book where it says it's okay to use uh, astrology to determine your life. Right. That That's what I definitely was going to bring up about the astrology because, you know, that's a big thing out here, bro. Everybody's dealing with that. You know, did I ever tell you that I went into, uh, I went inside the mall one day and I smelled burning sage uh, zoom right past me. And before you know it, at the before I went into the shop I was going into, I looked behind me and there was a whole entire sage crystal shop and witchcraft shop full of Ouija boards and incense. That's how bad it's getting. And our generation is falling for it by the pick of the litter. Mm-hmm. Parrot cards, all of that. But, but they worry. got this new spirituality thing that, mm-hmm. you know, they feel like this is connected to the Lord when it's not. It's not. These are the familiar spirits. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're going to see what the Lord has to say further about familiar spirits. But first, I want to worry about another topic that's very controversial. I want to talk about judgment because, you know, with truth, I think judgment kind of goes hand in hand because once you know the truth, you will be able to judge. You know what I'm saying? No, they say don't judge, though. A they lot of say people don't... run around here and say you can't judge. Yeah, they, they say judge because they want to use judge, let sh- judge not let she be judged. But there is a way Jesus permits us how to judge in the same breath. Let's go to John 7 and 24 real quick. Just one verse. Okay. Just one verse. John 7 verse 24. Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Judge righteous judgment. Judge not according to the appearance. That's what he was talking about by judge not unless you be judged. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Just, just because somebody looks rugged or, you know what I'm saying, looks ill-fated, doesn't mean that it's okay to open your mouth and condemn them to hell, does it? But if you're going to judge, judge, judge people by how they act rather than what they look like. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Judge people by the truth that we what we just talked about judge people by what's written in the law the testimony because jesus is the one and true only righteous judge amen amen and how else are we gonna have righteous judgment if we aren't depending on the word right how i mean what is the ground what is the you know the foreground of what we're supposed to judge off of you know exactly what's the foundation yeah, the foundation. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. What's the, the foundation, foundation of it all? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is the cornerstone of it of mm-hmm. all of this. You know what I'm saying? And what he taught was truth, regardless if people hated him or not. Yeah. You have to have that kind of mind when you're dealing with this truth because the truth is going to ruffle some feathers. And I say this not to discourage anybody. I'm just preparing you for what's uh, coming or is already here. 
But yeah. I want to touch on another subject before we get deep into directly dealing with the idolatry. Let's go ahead and go to John chapter four real quick. Just a couple of uh, chapters over. Just a couple of chapters over real quick. All right. You know what I'm saying? Let's chapter. go ahead and get to the meat of the idolatry. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people nowadays, they they don't, they fall into things, dealing with things with little to no understanding of what they're doing. And they're just doing it because like we said with the whole, uh, astrology thing you know it's just a fun little trend it's just something mm-hmm. to pass the time but y'all don't know how grave and serious that stuff is right right let's go read john verse of uh, john 4 and verse 22 john 4 verse 22 ye worship ye not what excuse me let me start that over read that over ye worship ye know not what ye know ye not know. what what you worship meaning you don't really know what you're doing when you're mm-hmm. setting up pumpkins on October 31st, you don't really yeah. know what you're doing when you're out there having a Halloween party. And especially if you're getting mad drunk over there, you really don't know what you're doing there. <laughs> right, right. You really don't know right. what you're doing. You really don't know what you're doing when you're giving these innocent children candy. <laughs> you really don't know. Yeah. Go ahead. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. We know what we're doing once we understand what truth is, what knowledge is, and how to judge righteously according to the words of this book. We know what God we worship because he's written in all the annals of this book. You feel me? You see, the problem here is that people are often held in places that are unaware because they've been deceived so long on what something is. But don't worry, we're going to uncover all the stones. Let's skip down to verse 24. How are we supposed to worship the Lord truly, my sister? Verse 24. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth, like what we just talked about. We said the truth is going to make us free, right? We're doing Mm -hmm. this of our own freedom. And we must use truth to worship God. Otherwise, we're worshiping him for nothing, for vain yeah remember in uh shoot and i didn't put this in here but you could read this on your own in uh isaiah 29 and in matthew 15 jesus says that um you know they profess that they love me with their lips and honor me with their tongue but their heart is far from me yeah and why is their heart far from them because they're what they've been taught their fear towards the lord they've been taught in the name of the lord lies because their fear towards the Lord is taught by the precepts and traditions of men, right? And yep. today, we're going to expose one of those traditions of men. Because you got plenty of these holy people, holy churches, that still want to celebrate Halloween, but don't call it Halloween. They'll call it Praise Day. Yeah. They'll call they it. Eat from both they'll, they'll, they'll tell you, don't wear no ghoulish costumes or none of that. You still partaking. You still giving right. these kids candy, right? Right. I'm getting ahead of myself. But don't trust me because I didn't write this book. We're going to let, we're going to call the Lord Jesus to the witness stand. We're going to call the Lord to the witness stand. Let's go to Deuteronomy 13 real quick. Let's see what he has to say. Let's see what the Lord God of Israel has to say about, uh, about dealing with familiar spirits and false idols. Let's just investigate that because I can tell you out of my own mouth so many times, but if I ain't using this Bible to back me, it means almost nothing. Yeah. Yeah, do. 
All right. So All right. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 13. 13. We're going to read uh, verses one through eight for the sake of those that, you know, took my precautionary advisement of taking notes. Um, we're going to read verses one through eight. Go ahead and read verse one. If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and give it thee a sign or a wonder and the if- sign or the wonder come to pass whereof he spake unto thee saying, let us go after other gods, which thou has not known and let's serve them. And that's how they get you. They might not say, let's go directly and serve another God. You know what I'm saying? But they're giving you all these traditions that have to do with serving these gods. They might not say it directly, but they're still enticing you to go against the God that created you. You feel me? Mm-hmm. There, if there arise you a prophet or a dream or a dream that give you a sign or a wonder, and he's telling you, or she is telling you, let's go serve these other guys, or let's do these traditions that are of these other guys. Go ahead to verse three. What the Lord say about that? Thou should not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer dreamed. For the Lord your God proveth you to know whether ye love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Jesus said the first and great commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, right? And in order to do that, you know, you got to do what he said in John 14 and 15, which is to love him and keep his commandments, right? And, you know, Mm -hmm. man should not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. So God here is saying that we're not supposed to listen to any of those people that are trying to steer us away from the God that created us. We're not supposed right. to listen to those people that tell tell us to, you know, uh, go ahead and wear that costume. We're not supposed to listen to those people that want to tell us it's okay to uh, eat pork. All you got to do is pray over it. We're not supposed to listen to those people. Right. Okay. Right. You need to research on your own and find out what it's about instead of being exactly. a follower. And, and by you not having careful judgment, righteous judgment at that, you leave yourself open to be deceived. But yeah. what does the Lord have in store for us? Go ahead and verse, read verse four. You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. You should serve him and cleave unto him. Remember, I told you that in other places that it reads that the people were deceived because their fear toward him was taught by the precept of man, right? If you're in these scriptures good enough, you'll learn how to properly fear him and keep his commandments without relying on other people that are quote unquote scholarly, priestly, holy. Those people are just putting on a mask to deceive you. Okay. If if it ain't the book, don't give it a look. That's the motto. (laughs) Period. If it ain't the book, don't give it a look. Anyways, go ahead and uh, read verse five. (laughs) And that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has spoken to turn you away from the Lord, your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt, redeemed you out the house of bondage to thrust thee out of the way, which the Lord thy God commanded thee to walk in. So should thou put the evil away from the midst of thee. So even if, you know, we ha- we don't got our own country, we can't like literally murder the guy. I'm not saying that, but. If he does not, if that prophet continues in his ways of trying to deceive you, he's definitely going to meet death, rather it be in this life or the life to come, eternal damnation, that is. 
because the Lord, the Lord, your God don't mess around with none of this nonsense with lying on his name and trying to deceive people into walking after other guys, which we never knew. Right. He's not messing around with that. That's his biggest issue with his creation. But, you know, that's another uh, topic we could talk about. Let's go to six. If thy brother, the son of thy mother, or thy son, or thy daughter, or the wife of thy bosom, or thy friend, which is as thy own soul, entice thee secretly, saying, let us go and serve other gods which thou hast not known, thou nor thy fathers, namely, of the gods of the people which are around about you, nigh unto thee, or far off from thee, from one end of the earth, even unto the other end of the earth. So even your family members will try to get you cut off from the Lord, won't they? Mm -hmm. And they always are around during this time of year. Hey, we having a Halloween party this Saturday. You want to come? You you should be telling them no. Not not, never. Not on a Saturday, especially because we keep the Sabbath that day. Right. And even round about you. You know what I'm saying? Other other people, other faiths might try to throw their God in your face. You know what I'm saying? Even misusing the name of Jesus to get you cut off. Right. Well, God's not going to punish you if you just, you know, wear this Halloween costume. God's not going to punish you for uh, eating a turkey on uh, Thursday, on the last Thursday of November. God's not going to punish you for having a Christmas tree on his son's birthday when it isn't. Right. Right. Don't even be, I wouldn't even go to like a lot of people who go out to the nightlife and they have these Halloween celebrations. I wouldn't even be out in the streets during this time. Hey, the devils come out to play at night. And you know, the idle mind is the devil's playground that they say, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The streets are not safe. If you don't believe me, check what happened to the city two years ago. But anyways... What are we supposed to do concerning our family members that try to get us enticed and all these other prophets? Go to verse eight. Thou should not consent unto him, nor hearken unto him. Neither should thy eye pity him, neither should thou spire, neither should thou conceal him. So we're not supposed to even um, pay what they're saying any mind. Because the Lord taught you what's right to do and what's wrong to do. Once you know that, once you've been awakened, you got a choice to make. Don't either you listen and you suffer the same fate as the person that deceived you, or you choose not to hearken unto him and do what he says, and you have a chance to possibly live forever, even ever, ever. But you, we said something about commandments in verse four, right? Well, let's go directly to the commandments. Let's go ahead and go to Exodus 20, y'all. Let's go to Exodus 20. Shoot. Should almost know these uh, first couple of verses like gold. <laughs> right? I'm telling you. Shoot. Shoot. Having to read them every Sabbath. These is my embedded in my memory forever since I was a youth. <laughs> <laughs> well, a much younger youth. I'm still a youth. <laughs> <laughs> Can't hold on to that for too much longer. Nah, I'm, I'm going I'm to enjoy the heck of it while it's here, though. <laughs> all right exodus 20 and verse gonna one be verses one through six right, and god spake all these things and god spake all these words saying wait who spoke Lord. these words god who spoke these words god it should say moses right 
No, it says God. Then why are they calling this uh the Mosaic Law then? Something to think about, right? If if Moses got it from God, whose laws is it? It's is is God's laws. There you go. Now let's see what God put into law. Go ahead and read verse two. I'm the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Introducing himself as the Lord your God. Go ahead. Thou should not have no other gods before me. We cannot have no other gods before him. Meaning he has to be number one on our priority list at all times. We cannot have no other gods or material possessions in our in held in high regard above him. How do we how do we avoid that? Let's go ahead and read verse four. Thou should not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. That is in the water under the earth, not even in heaven above or in the earth beneath. So why are people uh, continuously wearing crosses? You know what I'm saying? Why are people even, I've seen this done before on Halloween. Why are they hanging out in the graveyards? Right. You know what I'm saying? Graven images, knock, knock, knock. There should be a bell going off in your brain right now. Put two right. together. <laughs> We're not supposed to make a graven image of anything or any likeness of anything. You know what I'm saying? Don't serve that owl that Drake serves. You feel me? Right. Do not serve <laughs> that. Um, do not serve that uh that picture of the Pope of Rome or his picture of Caesar Borgia, which they like to promote as Jesus, but it ain't Jesus. Right. You know what I'm saying? Do not serve that uh do not serve the pantheon of the Greek gods, all right? Because some people are into that too. Let's go ahead and read verse five. Thou should not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, I'm a jealous God, visiting mm. the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. So he has generational hate of those <laughs> that choose to continuously serve these idols. Mm-hmm. he has generational hate for those because that's going against the commandments that he spoke here we just read two of them we're not supposed to bow down to them nor mm-hmm. are we supposed to serve them you know what that means ain't no more uh putting no pre- pre- presence under the tree on december 25th no more right ain't no more going to our dead relatives graves and putting flowers and candy and necklaces on that no more right mm-hmm. ain't no more kissing urns no more Right. No, I'm saying ain't none of that no more. Once you understand, you know, do better. Go ahead, read verse six. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. And how many people are in the world right now? What's the world population? About 40 billion, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in the billions, right? And he says it's going to be only just thousands, not 10,000, just thousands that's going to receive his mercy. If you don't believe me, read in Matthew 7 where Jesus says that 